0: BLOB TALK RADIO here on blogtalkradio.com. My name is Pastor Steve Lee, and I'll be your host for the next hour or so. And if you're listening to us via the simulcast during the hours of 9 o'clock and 11 o'clock p.m. on Monday evenings, we're so glad to hear you. have you. And if you're listening to us on any other social media platform and or during any other times of the week, please contact us here at livedeliverance.com and give us the times, the dates, and the locations or platforms that you're listening to us on. Although we would love to proliferate the airways, we must do it legally, ethically, and in righteousness. If you hear any of our content through any other means, it is the result of Internet piracy and copyright infringement. And all those who participate in any Internet piracy can be persecuted by federal agents. Having said all that, we can now get down to the kingdom business at hand. So go ahead and get a pen and some paper. And if you have any questions or comments, when we get to the end of the ministry, we'll give you an opportunity to ask those questions or make those comments. So now, if you would join your hearts with me in the word of prayer, we'll sanctify our time together. Father, speak to me so that I can hear. Awaken me, the mind of Christ. Open my eyes that I might behold wondrous things out of your word. Breathe on me so that I can speak. Let the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be acceptable in thy sight. Let healing and deliverance break forth in this place, in this time, as you flow through me and cause me to move by your spirit. Because of your word, we will have the victory because of your spirit and your love. Live big in me, I now decrease so that you can increase Holy Spirit, glorify Jesus in my life as I now share the living word, the bread of life. Jesus, reveal to us the Father and draw us into his presence where there is fullness of joy. Heavenly Father, quiet our hearts and minds as we allow the peace of God to rule in our lives. Cause us to grow in the grace that has appeared unto all men as you teach us how we should live in this present world. May we now awake to righteousness and slumber no more by walking in the spirit and in the fullness of his grace. As we sojourn in the land of promise, going from faith to faith and from glory to glory. For you've made us more than conquerors in this life through Christ Jesus. So speak to our spirit and birth victory in our hearts and in our minds. In Jesus' name, I pray. Well, beloved, this is part two of stir up the gift that is within you. Um, we've stated last time as a review um, that every promise from God requires corresponding actions from us. His word can be resident in our mind, but it must become active in our lives. Uh, James chapter uh, 2, verse 14 through 24 uh, gives us this information. It says, but what doth it profit, my brethren? Though a man say he has faith and hath not works, can faith save him? If a brother or a sister is naked or destitute of daily food, and one say to him, Depart, be in peace, be ye warmed and filled, notwithstanding ye give him not those things which are needful for the body, what profit does it have? Even so, then, faith, if it has not works, is dead, being alone. I want you to pay attention to that. He said, Faith, if it does not have works, corresponding actions, It is dead, inoperative. It is alone. Yea, if a man say uh, that I have faith, and and he says, if you say you have faith, then I'm going to show you my works. I'm going to show you my faith by my works. I'm going to show you how the thing is supposed to work. Okay, this is the flow. Verse 19 says, thou believest that there is one God, and he says you do well. The devils also believe, and they tremble. That was just a powerful statement to me when I first saw that. See, so believing a thing without corresponding actions means that you haven't come to the full measure of belief in that thing because belief causes action. Um, what, thou man, oh uh, vain man, that faith without works is, is, is dead, Was not Abraham our father justified by works when he offered Isaac his son up on the altar? Seest thou how faith wrought with his works, and by works was faith made perfect. Get that one again. It says that you should see that faith was wrought by works, and that by works his faith was made perfect. His faith was made complete. If I don't have corresponding actions, even though I would say I have faith, he said it is dead and it is alone. It, it, it doesn't have support structure from the, the scriptures of life that would cause it to bring things into your life uh, and cause them to work for your good. Verse 23 said, and the scripture was fulfilled which saith, Abraham did what? He believed God, and because of those actions in his belief, it was imputed to him for righteousness, and he was called the friend of God. Do you see that how by works a man is justified, not only by faith? And so when I saw that, there was a couple of things that uh, came out that was interesting to me. Biblical faith moves Is active It's affirmed by those actions Biblical faith Is affirmed because of action It is made perfect He said Intellectual faith Is static Therefore it produces nothing but frustration Doubts, lies, and defeat Faith without corresponding actions Is dead Being alone There's no life no power, and no possibility of getting things done. When I was looking at this scripture here in verse 22, it says that Abraham was justified by his works when he offered Isaac, his son, upon the altar. And I, I went back and looked at that because that was kind of like a, a powerful thing. It said he offered him. didn't say he sacrificed him. That he offered him. So the actions that led up to uh, the next, the last step, if you would, God was looking at those, wasn't he? He was checking him out. Let's go to Genesis chapter 22, and, and, and we'll pick some of these things up. Okay? I just want to uh, uh, look at it so that we can see, because a lot of times I find that there are people that say they're believing God but they haven't aligned their actions to what they say they have believed. Again, devils believe that there's a God, and the only thing they can do is tremble. They can't have actions that correspond with they believe there is a God. Chapter 22 in Genesis says, And it came to pass after these things, God came to tempt Abraham and said unto Abraham, And he said, Behold, I am here. And God said, take now thy son, thy only son, Isaac, whom thou lovest, and get thee into a land of Moriah, and offer him again, you can circle the word offer him. Therefore, a burnt offering upon one of the mountains, which I shall tell thee of. And Abraham rose early in the morning, and he saddled his ass, and took two of his young men with him, and Isaac his son. And he claimed the wood for the burnt offering and rose up and went unto the place which God had told him. Verse 4, then on the third day, Abraham lifted up his eyes and saw the place afar off. Circled the phrase the third day and afar off. Here we have Abraham that um, is going to have to walk in faith to do what God said do. And he walked in faith for three days, not seeing what he was supposed to see. It says, after three days, when the third day, Abraham lifted up his eyes, and then he saw. And even when he saw it then, it says the place was still what? afar, off. You know, we're saying things that we believe God, we're trusting God, and we haven't moved toward the thing or the place where God has told us to go to. Even after the third day, Abraham was still walking in faith. I just kind of want you to get this. These things were written for us so that we can glean from them and understand how to bring uh, into our lives the thing that God has promised, the thing that God is requiring. His requirements, again, every promise from God requires corresponding actions from us, okay? If I'm just going to have head knowledge, then God is not going to be able to fill me. That's just a good way of saying that. If I'm going to only use head knowledge in my faith life, God is not going to be able to fulfill me with the promises that he made, Okay? It has to go beyond thoughts. In fact, one of the things God asked me as I was just sitting here kind of meditating on this, he said, we're supposed to make offerings of faith, actions, motions, not a collection of thoughts that we call agreement. I thought that was good because actions of faith is going to move us. Biblical faith moves and is affirmed because of the action. On the way, we draw closer to God so that we can see his plan unfold. But if I'm going to try to view God from a distance, that's what the, the children of Israel did. When, when when Moses came, they said, okay, good, God, uh, Moses, you go and worship God, and we'll stay down here and observe from a distance. Say. God is is interesting is interested in us having that intimate relationship with Him, where when He speaks, we move towards the direction in which the word came from. Abraham got up early in the morning, saddled the ass, took two of his young men with him, and Isaac his son. Then he clave the wood. All of these are actions. He clave the wood for the burnt offering and rose up and went to the place which God told him. On the third day, he lifted up his eyes and he saw the place afar off. And Abraham said to his young men, Abide ye here with the ass, and I and the lad will go yonder and worship and come again unto you. I mean, just listen at the faith that Abraham is, is saying. He said he knew he was going there. In his mind, there was an offering to be made to God. But Abraham still said, y'all stay here with the ass, and I and the lad will go yonder and worship, and I and the lad will come again to you. I want you to, to see how faith works, operates, speaks, moves. Okay? Faith, first of all, has to be obedient. And and if I'm going to be obedient, then I'm not going to question what's next. Because it says in Hebrews that Abraham had already received in a vision God raising him from the dead. Glory to God. See, when we operate in faith, then we can see in the arena that faith uh, controls. So then Abraham saw in a vision that even if Isaac was dead. God was going to raise him from the dead. He had received this in a figure. It said, a revelation, so that he he's not going to question God. He didn't try to figure out the how. He just said, my job is to obey, to trust and obey. There's no other way to be happy in Jesus but to trust and obey. See that that's what God is is is, is warning us to do. See? He's wanting us to, 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 to walk the thing out because belief requires actions, corresponding action. <laughs> okay? And then so he said, the lad and I are going to go, and we're going to come back. The, the lad and I are going to go yonder, and the lad and I are going to enter into worship. I mean, these are some, some keys here you need to look at. See, Abraham did not think in his heart or say with his mouth that the lad and I are going to go into a place of, of remorse, regret, fear, and trembling. You know, he said, we're going to go and we're going to worship. Hallelujah. The, the way that you would seal a promise from God, in particularly when you don't understand the move of God, is that you can go and worship. And then notice what he did here. He said, all of y'all that don't understand uh, the exchange of the spirit, I don't need y'all going up there with me. I don't need y'all to come and try to help me worship. I need for y'all to stay here with the natural stuff. Y'all stay here. Abide with the ass." Don't don't come uh, up there with me And then uh, bring your doubts, fears, and frustrations No, 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 no The lad and I are going to go up yonder And the only thing the lad and I are going to do Is we're going to participate in worship He didn't say we're going to go up here and participate in murder Amen He said we're going to go up here And we're going to participate in worship And after we get through with the worship The lad and I will come back again to to you. Amen. I'm hoping that you see this. And verse 6 says, and Abraham took the wood. Come on, this is just so amazing. And Abraham took the wood of the burnt offering, and he laid the wood upon Isaac, his son. Come on, look at the faith that that Isaac had to, 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 to walk in. He had to carry his own fire, his own wood for the fire. Oh, my Jesus. See, these are some of the things you can see how Abraham had raised the lad to the point where if God is requiring it, son, this is what we do. If God is requiring you to carry your own burden, <laughs> carry it. He took the wood of the burnt offering and laid it upon Isaac, his son. And he took fire in his hand and a knife, and they went, both of them together. And on the way, Isaac spoke to his father Abraham and said, my father. And he said, here I am, son. And he said, behold, you got the fire. I got the wood. But where is the burnt offering, the lamb for the burnt offering? And Abraham said, uh, my son, God will provide himself a lamb for a burnt offering. And that was suffice for for Isaac. It says, so they both went together. And when they came to the place where God had told him of, Abraham built the altar, laid the wood in order, bound Isaac his son, and laid him on the altar upon the wood. And Abraham stretched forth his hand and took his knife to slay his son. And the angel of the Lord called out of heaven and said, "Abraham, Abraham!" Yeah, he had to call him twice. Do you see how focused the man was? He, 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 he was. He was determined that this offering was going to be executed the way it was. And I didn't mean to use the word executed that way, but it was going to be done the way God said. But the angel had to say Abraham two times. And then Abraham said, here am I. And then the angel said, lay not thy hand upon the lad, neither do anything unto him. For now I know that thou fearest God, seeing that thou hast not withheld thine own son, thine only son from me. And because now when you do what God requires blindly, I know I hate to use that word, but I'm going to just so that you can see, I I don't see how it's going to end in the natural. But see, whenever you can't, ooh, that's good, sir, whenever you can't see anything in the natural, please. uh, discern and look more diligently in the spirit amen please do that because when you can't track god that's the time you need to trust him please look more diligently more earnestly in the spirit and then he said now that i know that you will not withhold your son your only son from me now abraham lifted up his eyes and looked and behold, behind him, mm, 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 a ram caught in the thicket by his horns. Come on, y'all. I mean, there has been some preachers that would say that that God is working the details out when you can't see it. So Abraham and the lad were going up one side of the mountain, and then the uh, ram, the lamb was going up the other side of the mountain. Abraham didn't see the full plan of God, but he kept his eye on God that had the plan. I'll say that again. Abraham did not see the full plan of God, but he kept his eye on the God that had the plan. So when you're going through stuff, please keep your eye on the God that has the plan. He's going to cause everything to work together for your good because he's the God that has the plan. Amen. Amen. See, we, we say we trust him. Then keep your eye on the God that has the plan, looking unto Jesus, who is, who not who might be, who is the author and the developer or finisher of our faith. Keep your eye on him, looking unto him. And Abraham lifted up his eyes and looked, and behold, notice this, behind him, out of his natural sight. See? While you were looking at what God was requiring, God was working things out that you did not see. And the ram was caught in the thicket by his horn. And so Abraham went and took the ram and offered it up for the burnt offering instead of his son. And Abraham called the name of that place Jehovah-Jireh. And it is said to this day in the mount of the Lord, it shall be seen. Jehovah Jireh is wanting to give you information that's guaranteed because in the mouth of the Lord, it shall be seen. This is not This is not Jehovah in my pocket. I'm talking about your finances now. This is not Jehovah in my pocket. This is Jehovah Jireh, the Lord God, who is my provider. And in the mouth of the Lord, it shall be seen. Sometimes, you know, he requires us to to give an offering, and we say we don't know where it's coming from. Well, if I continue to keep my eye on Jesus in that place, it will be the Lord Jehovah Jireh, In the place where it shall be Maybe you should circle that Because in the mount of the Lord The place where God has ordained His word to be established He said it shall be seen And then the angel of the Lord Called out to Abraham out of heaven The second time Notice he didn't have to call him two times The second time He only had to say one thing the second time Come on y'all Then he says by myself I have sworn, saith the Lord, for because thou hast done this thing, and thou hast not withhold thy, withheld thy son, thine only son, that in blessing I will bless thee, and in multiplying I will multiply thee. Thy seed as the stars of heaven, and as the sand which is up on the sea shore, and thy, thy seed shall possess all the gate of his enemies. My God, my God. L- look at what God does when we purpose to keep our eyes on him. See? When we we allow that the, the 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 word of God is on the inside of us to be stirred up, that's what we talking about. We talking about stirred up the gift that's in you. The gift that's in you, beloved. Let me just try that. The gift that's in you is a gift that cannot be seen. Is that correct? Because it's in you. This is not the gift that's on you. The the gift that's on you that that's for other people to to see. That's that's testimony time. But he's trying to get you to stir up the gift that's on the inside of you. The, the place where your knower is, glory to God. Okay? And then he said, because you've done this, I'm swearing by myself that in blessing I will bless, multiply and I will multiply. Thy seed is the stars of heaven and the sand which is on the seashore. And thy seed shall possess the gate of his enemies. My God. it says, because of this, I'm going to give you more authority then you even understood, I'm going to make sure that your seed possesses the gate of his enemies. So we can kind of talk about that since God has already done this and we are the seed of Abraham. Then he said he's going to cause us to possess the gate of our enemies. So that means when when, when the devil is, is 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 causing you to be weary, God is going to remind you that he has given you the possession of that gate. Glory to God. See? That, that if, if you purpose to shut the gate, then the gate shall be shut because you are the one that possess the gate. hmm. I mean, he just took care of your problem. These Abraham, his obedience, took care of your problem. Because he's promising, Blessed I will bless thee and multiply, I will multiply thy seed as the stars of heaven, as the sands which is upon the sea, and your seed, your seed shall possess the gate of his enemies. And in thy seed shall all the nations of the earth be blessed, because thou hast obeyed my voice. So Abraham returned to his young men, and they rose up and went together to Beersheba. And Abraham dwelt in Beersheba Wow. So, so, so we can see that that through this process, th- there were things that God was doing and is doing, because His Word is alive. He blessed Abraham, and He blessed Abraham's seed. Not only did He multiply the seed, He also blessed him with the possession of the gate of his enemies the 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 point of entry if you would. So so God is giving you through the obedience of what Abraham did, he's giving you your victory path. Amen. Amen. See? But without faith, these without works, faith is dead because it's alone. Did you catch that? It's alone. It does not have supporting scriptures that you don't even know of or think of yet. Amen. It's alone. Is it not true that we're supposed to do the things that we do through Christ who does what? Strengthens us. Well, if there's nothing else for God to uh, give unto your spirit, to place into your spirit, then that understanding that you had is left alone, isn't it? Amen. So God is trying to, to build you up on your most holy faith. To cause more and more. That's what he said. He will bless you more and more. He will increase you more and more. See? But if you're going to, to, to back up on the promise and not allow it to grow, he's a God of increase. Isn't that what he said? He's a God of increase. Jesus said, I am come that you might have life and that you might have it through increase, more abundantly But here we are Deciding that we're not going to Give God what he's requiring Because we don't understand the plan We don't know how it's going to work Well, let me help you out The way it's going to work Is the way he ordained it And as you surrender As you surrender, you receive. Again, I I say this a lot. I would just ask you to do something for me. I would ask you to make a fist and hold it as tight as you can. Either hand, that doesn't matter. Just make yourself a fist and hold it as tight as you possibly can. All right, keep it there. Just keep it tight. Okay, now I'm going to ask you a question. While your fist is clutched like that, what can you get into your fist? Absolutely nothing. Keep it tight. That's how we sometimes approach God. We approach God with a tight fist and expect him to be able to give something to us with that tight fist. Now release that fist. First of all, how does that feel? Feels good, doesn't it? Yes. But secondarily, now your hand is in the proper position to receive. So then you shouldn't go to God with all of the answers. You should go to God with an open hand so that he can then feel your hand. See? He can make impartations then. That's why he says stuff like, call unto me, and I will show you great and mighty things that you don't know. In other words, if you come with your hand positioned correctly, I'll show you stuff you've never seen before. I'll cause you to receive stuff you didn't even think about. Now unto him that is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that you can ask or think, above what your clenched fist can, can, can receive. Amen. That, that's his plan, people. He wants to do that for you. It's his good pleasure to give you the whole kingdom. And here we go, uh, acting like we know what the end is going to be. I'm going to hold on to whatever I have because that's my last. No, he's trying to get you to open your hand so that he can give you more. He's trying to get you to open your heart mm -hmm, so you can receive more. He's trying to get you to open your mind so that you can receive more. Amen. He's the God of increase, not you. Generally, when we try to work it out, all we're going to do is cause sweat, frustration, anxieties, and fears. But if I would allow him to feel me, then I will be able to, yeah, so many of these scriptures I'm going to try to get to, I will be able to live off of the abundance that Jesus brought. I've come that you might have life and have have that life, that life more abundantly. Good measure, press down, shaking together, and running over. If you would give unto me, not if you would present. See, sometimes when we got our fists closed, we're just making a a presentation. I want you to know I got something in my hand. I know you can't see it, but I got something in my hand. Know if you want to let God be glorified, have the position of your hand open so that anyone that needs it can receive, and God will then give unto you good measure, press down, shaking together, and running over. Amen. Okay. Turn to uh, 2 Timothy chapter 1. This is is how we're going to understand how to stir up the gift that's on the inside. Begin to live from the inside out. We, we, We don't have to live from the outside and then try to control the outside and then expect our life to be blessed because we control the outside. That's you presenting a fist before the Lord instead of an open hand. 2 Timothy chapter 1, starting at verse 1, Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ, by the will of God, according to the promise of life, which is in Christ Jesus. He said that the will of God places you in the place of a promise of life, which is in Christ Jesus. He didn't give you a. a, a, He did not leave you a promise Of of doubt Worry frustration or fear He left you a promise of what Paul recognized That he was what he was According to the promise Of life Which is in Christ Jesus If I were you I would kind of underline Circle to highlight that The will of the Lord for you Is according to The promise of life which is in Christ Jesus. I don't say enough right there. That that, that, that should be shouted territory just by itself. To so the promise according to the promise of life. I mean, I'm just, you know, the will of God is according to that promise. God has given unto us exceeding great and precious promises. That by these exceeding great and precious promises, we would escape the corruption of the world that's in, that's in the world through lust. Okay? We would be able to enter into provision, the promise of life. The will of God is according to the promise of life. Okay? I'm going to try to read through the whole thing and go back and, and, and give you some, some, some takeaways to Timothy, my dearly beloved son, grace, mercy, and peace from God, the father and Jesus Christ, our Lord. I thank God whom I'm serving for my forefathers with a pure conscience, that without ceasing, I've made remembrance of thee in my prayers night and day greatly desiring to see thee being mindful of thy tears that thou might be filled with joy. When I call remembrance, Call to remembrance the unfeigned faith which is in thee, which dwelt first in thy grandmother Lois, and thy mother Eunice, and I'm persuaded in thee also. Wherefore I put thee in remembrance that thou stir up the gift of God which is in thee by the putting on of my hands. For God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of love, but of power, and of love, and of sound mind. Thou therefore be, thou therefore, uh, be not thou therefore ashamed of the testimony of our Lord, nor of me as prisoner. But be thou partaker of the afflictions of the gospel according to the power of God, who has saved us and called us with the holy calling, not according to our works, but according to his own purpose and grace, which he has given us in Christ Jesus before the world began. Okay, just back up here. Let's go and deal with some of the things that he said. Okay. Again, God has placed all of us in the position where the promise of life that's in Christ Jesus is going to be the thing that's working out whatever we need, okay? God has done something interesting here. He's placed all of his promises that are for us, he's placed them in us, in the life that's in Christ. All of the promises, um, it says that in, in um, 1 Corinthians one twenty four, it says that um, for all the promises of God, in him are yes, and in him they are amen. So be it. They are in him. So please know that you have been surrounded by, engulfed by, in the will of God according to the promise of life that's in Christ Jesus. Okay? So, so then let's, let's, let's just kind of uh, dig into that for a second. Since the will of God functions according to the promise of life, why am I being frustrated about the circumstances of life? Do you think that the circumstances of life are greater than the will of God that functions according to the promise of life that is in Christ Jesus? That's one of those questions that we we must answer. See? Because, again, the thief only comes to steal, kill, and destroy. That means, the way I understand that, that there must be something I have in order for him to steal, kill, or destroy. I must already have the answer. I'm not trying to get the answer. The will of God came, it covers me according to the promise of life that's in Christ Jesus. Now, do you follow that? See? Everything that, that 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 we need is already in him. Hold your place there and look at uh first Colossians chapter one. Okay, I, I just I want you to again write down the scriptures so that you can go back and study these scriptures. Okay, because your victory becomes a lot easier with knowledge. Amen. That's why he said stuff like, "Brother, I would not have you to be ignorant." Okay, he wants you to, your life to be made easier. Is that what he said? If you're heavy laden, if you got any burden, come. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me. For when you do that, you will make your way easy. Light, because that's what my burden is. What I'm carrying for you is easy and light. You'll find rest unto your soul. Take the time. Write the scriptures down. Go back and study them god is no respected persons whatever revelations he shared with me he will share with you amen okay and then because of of, of you being that place where you can receive with open mind open heart open hands that he can impart life to you okay Colossians chapter 1 verse 24 25 through 27. Paul is, is helping us to get this again. It says, Wherefore I am made a minister according to the dispensation of God. According to what? The dispensation of God. The things that God has already released unto you. Dispensation. I don't know why we think uh, that the things of God are, are, are reserved for only uh, the elect few. No, he just said that Paul is a minister according to that which is dispensed of God. Amen. Withhold no good thing from those that walk uprightly. He did not say he will keep things back just for the elite, the elect. Didn't say that, did he? He says, Paul is made a minister according to what God is wanting to be in the earth, the dispensation of God which is given to me. For you So, And what's the purpose of that Which you are trying to give to me It is to be able to fulfill The word Of God To, to be able to receive Everything, every good thing Because every gift that's good Comes from above it comes from the Father of Light, in whom there is no variableness, neither a shadow of turning. In other words, he really wants you to have this stuff. He wants you to be able to fulfill the word of God. He wants you to walk in power. Amen. Even, verse 26, the mystery which has been hid from the ages and from generations, but is now made manifest to his saints did he say to his elect ones see you ain't got to be uh, have a title all you have to do is be a saint amen I'm just reading it I didn't run to your house and put that in your Bible it says that in the Bible that you have in your house that God wants you the dispensation of God which was given to Paul for us is so that we would fulfill the word of God. Even the mysteries which have been hid from ages and from generations, but now is made manifest to his saints, to whom God would make no to whom God would make known what is the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles. God wants to make known to you What is the riches of the glory Of the mystery among the Gentiles And this mystery is Christ in you The hope of glory See, I, I, I'm trying to get us to to, to to find out How to stir up the gift that is within us See You're not the one Trying to find something You are the one that's positioned To release something Otherwise he would have never told you Go ye therefore If you didn't have nothing to share If you didn't have nothing to give He wouldn't have told you to go ye therefore Into all the world and make disciples Amen Notice please That the command to go ye was given before you even knew that you had it. Commandment to go ye. I'll do it this way. The commandment that he left for the go ye was released before you were born. Amen. It was released before you were born again. Amen. See. Because he's interested. God is not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to the knowledge of the truth. How are they going to do that? When you go thee with your full self. And he wants you to understand as a Gentile, what is this mystery? It is Christ in you, the hope of glory. Amen. Let's go back to uh, 2 Timothy chapter 1, and, and and dig out some of these things now. See, I I just kind of uh, put a, a blanket out there for a covering so that we can go underneath the, the tent, if you would, so we can go underneath where the promises of God are contained and see how do I function in this, okay? And so um, the first thing that we see, again, that, the will of God is according to the promise of life that's in Christ Jesus in verse one. And that this promise which is for us, it says that it's going to contain some things. To Timothy, my beloved son, grace, mercy, and peace from God the Father and from Jesus, and from Christ Jesus our Lord. So, you have just received, beloved, a double portion in that verse. He said, you would receive grace, mercy, and peace from God the Father, and you shall receive grace, mercy, and peace from Jesus our Lord. Amen. So then, I don't see how we can ever lose this when we already have a double portion. If it was not enough for Jesus to win the battle, which he did, he triumphed over the devil, okay, then we have to have confidence in God being able to cause us to win. Because I got grace, mercy, and peace from God and from Jesus. Glory to God. Okay, we can do it this way. I've got uh, grace, peace, and mercy by the Old Testament and by the New Testament. I I, I got it from uh, a sovereign, which is God, and from a Lord, which is Jesus. How can we lose with the stuff he uses? So the anointing that's on Jesus, and that's what we should, from Jesus, from Christ Jesus, that gives us reference to, it's talking about Jesus, his anointed one, and his anointing. From Jesus, who is God's anointed one, and from his anointing. Remember, Jesus was full of grace and truth. His anointing. He was full of it. So then when I understand that, I then partake in His anointing. I'm not bringing my stuff to the fight. Amen. See, we have to stir up the gift that's in us. And then listen to what He says in verse 5. He says, this is what I do. I call to remembrance the unfeigned faith that is in thee. Grew up first in thy grandmother, Lois, and in thy mother, Eunices, and I'm persuaded that it's in you. Wherefore, I do what? Put you in remembrance that you stir up the gift of God. Wow. And Paul gave him an, a, a direct understanding he said this gift was given to you when i put my hands on you so then when you feel like uh you have been attacked by the devil the devil has put his hands on you i need to remind you that god has already put his hands on you before the devil could You were formed. The Bible says that when he made you, see, you were fearfully and wonderfully made. So he put his hands on you even in the womb. Before you came forth, before your mother and father knew who you were, God knew who you were. He had formed you. He just didn't decree that thou shalt come forth. It says he formed us. See? So then we have to go back and remember, put into remembrance those things. That's why he says, I call you to remembrance that God has already ordained you, that the the, the will of God according to the promise of life in Christ Jesus is the reason you're here. You, you, you were not here just because your mother and father got together. You are here because the will of the Lord, according to the promise of life, brought you forth. Amen. Okay? So he says, I, I, I need you to be in remembrance that you stir up the gift of God that's in thee. Because, verse 7, God has not given us the spirit of fear. And I've always quoted this one wrong, but I want you to look at what it says here. God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power, of love, of a sound mind. It didn't say that you had to make the power. The power that's resident, you can borrow because you can... Participate of the power. I hope you caught that, that little one word, of. See, God did not give you the spirit of fear, but of power, of love, and of a sound man. Because all of this is in Christ Jesus. It's his anointing. God's anointed one and his anointing. So then I can... I can partake of that anointing. Borrow, if you would. Utilize that. I didn't have to work it up. I can simply go and partake of that which he gave me. Do you see that? Okay, so we can show you I'm not just doing it. It says, God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Be not there Thou therefore ashamed of the testimony of our Lord. Did it say the testimony of you? No, it did not. It said, Don't you be confused. Don't 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 think it's about you. It's the power of love. The power of a sound mind. Okay? So then when when you are confronted with the enemy, it ain't you. Um, That's why Paul says stuff like this He said finally brethren Be strong in the Lord And in the power of his might Put on the whole armor of God That you'll be able to stand in the evil day Having done all the stand, Stand therefore See it's the power of his might The last time the devil saw this armor He got the snot beat out of him so then he doesn't know who's inside the armor, whether it's you or God. If you will position yourself in the armor in the right way, then he sees you responding as God responds. See so you have on the whole armor the breastplate of righteousness, the helmet of salvation. See, so you will be utilizing things that are not yours, but you have the right to use them. See, that's why we don't have to deal with fear because God did not give us that spirit. See, and a lot of times we would allow that spirit, and he says the spirit of fear. That's a single spirit, if you would. It wasn't the spirits of fear. It was the spirit of fear. So here we are. We have power, love and a sound mind at our disposal, and we're going to stop because of the spirit of fear? Come on, y'all. Let's let's turn this thing around. Let's bring this thing to close because we walk in the victory that he has wrought. We walk according to the promise of life. And the promise of life for you, just so that you can get it, the promise of life is that you always win. He gives you the victory. He always causes you to triumph. That's the power the promise life gave you. Because the Bible tells us that um, the sin is going to be swallowed up. Death is going to be swallowed up. In what? It's going to be swallowed up in victory. What victory? The victory of the promise Of life, okay. As we think on these things, bring these things uh, to our remembrance, okay. Remember, I, I would like to kind of look at that. The word "remember," the the prefix "re" means to do again. Is that correct? So he wants you to member things correctly. Align things correctly Your hand is a member Of your body Your arm is a member of your body We don't want you to try To use your hand at the bottom Of your leg That's not remembering correctly That is Dismembering Isn't it Amen And he wants us to put things back That's what the word remember means To put back in order to bring to the front, to the original purpose and intent. Remember. Okay? So then when I hear it and I go to the, to the scripture and I allow that scripture to form on the inside of me, now I remember. I put it in its proper place and I use it according to its original intent. I am remembering. The body of Christ. Come on now, we then went to the place of a, taking uh, taking communion, because it says, if you when you do this, when you do this, you do this in remembrance of me. You are putting things back together as they are intended. See. So when you remember, it does not include fear, failure, weakness, or confusion. Only things that are of love, of power, and of a sound mind. That removes all shame because shame is not a byproduct of you. You are created in his image. You are not supposed to be ashamed of the testimony of our Lord. But you're supposed to be a partaker of the afflictions of the gospel according to the power of God. You're supposed to be a partaker of the afflictions of the gospel according to the power of God, not the power of you. I don't want you pulling yourself up by your own bootstraps, okay? You partake of the things that the gospel is bringing to you according to the power of God. Verse 9, who have saved us. Glory to God See He has already done that That is the ED on the end of that word He's always, already already Taking you out of darkness And into his marvelous light He has already Called us And he called us With a what With a holy calling okay. Amen I mean, there is no way for us to, 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 to lose because we've already been saved, we've already been called, and that calling was a holy calling, not according to our works, but according to what? His own purpose and his own grace, which was given us in Christ Jesus before the world began. So then some of these conversations that you would have that the devil is trying to show you that you can't do it, where you say, well, it's kind of too late, sir, because I've already received his purpose and his grace before you could ever tell me what an ugly outfit I was. This is, I've been called, I've been saved with the holy calling, with purpose and grace that's in Christ Jesus before the world began. And, Mr. Devil, it is now manifest by the appearing of our Savior, Jesus Christ. The appearing of our Savior. This was not just the the preaching about. This is the appearing of our Savior. This is when uh, uh Jesus went to hell. He went to Hades and he led captivity captive, triumphing over them in it. See? He has appeared. But see when I remember that when I cause my thinking to Uh, Be focused on what has happened because he has saved me. He has called me with a holy calling that has purpose. Hmm. Thank you, sir. That has purpose and the grace to execute that purpose. Do you see that? His own purpose and grace. Grace is the ability to get the thing done. Because the Bible said that Jesus tasted death by the grace of God. The ability to win over death was given by the grace of God. And he said that these are the things that we're going to be able to participate. Every promise that God gave you, the promise of that hope of glory, he says it involves grace. Mercy and peace from God, the Father, and from Jesus, the anointed one, and his anointing. Glory to God. See? So it is now manifest by the appearing of our Savior, Jesus Christ, who hath, past tense, abolished death, and hath brought life and immortality to light. Through the gospel So I'm going to be a partaker Of the afflictions of the gospel According to The power of God See this is how we stir up The gift that's on the inside See I, I recognize that, that, that because He has positioned me In victory I simply walk it out See I, I don't have to go and try to to work up victory. I simply walk out the victory when 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 someone gives you instructions to a place from a place, you don't have to go build the road to get to that place, do you? All you have to do is follow the map. follow the preordained road. And as you follow the preordained road, you will end up in your destination, won't you? Every time, all the time. And that's what Jesus has done. He was the forerunner of our salvation. He came and he walked it out, step by step, not leaving anything out. And then he said, now, what I'm going to do for you I'm going to give you revelation because revelation gives me the ability to build my church upon this rock. And because I'm building my church upon revelation, when I've already walked the steps before you, now I will give you the promise, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. It doesn't matter what the enemy of your soul is trying to do This has already been reserved in heaven You have been saved You have been called With the holy calling According to his own purpose And the grace that was given us In Christ Jesus Before the world began and it is now manifest at the appearing. When, when I just get back and take a glimpse, glory to God, when, when I take a glimpse at what Jesus did, that is a fresh appearing, isn't it? Amen. See, I am remembering. This, this blood which was given for you, I am remembering. This is my body, which was given to you. I am remembering when I just get a glimpse, an appearance of that. See? Then I function. Paul says, I, I, I'm, I'm appointed a preacher and apostle and a teacher of the Gentiles. For this cause, I, I, I suffer things. Nevertheless, I'm not ashamed because why, Paul? I know whom. I have believed and I am persuaded that he is able to keep that which I have committed unto him against that day. I'm persuaded that that this is the way it's going to work. He's able to keep that which I commit unto him. My my future, my destiny is in his hands, and I'm going to follow the word that gives me the ability to let him build his church upon this revelation, and I am persuaded that he is able to keep that which I've committed unto him against that day. So the day of my trial, the day of my testing doesn't make a difference. I'm committed to believing what he said. I'm persuaded that he's able to to keep that. This is a, 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 a promise, the, the promise of life that I'm simply going to walk in that, that I'm simply going to activate see because my faith requires actions motion that correspond with what I believe i know whom i believed i, I i'm not wishing on it i don't know <laughs> I, I i don't know uh, why people would try to wish on a thing when they can simply believe what we're seeing believe what was given to them. I know whom I believe. And since I'm persuaded, I simply operate and move in the area that he told me to move in. And verse 13 says that I'm going to hold fast the form of sound words. I'm going to hold fast the form Of sound words Hebrews chapter 11 uh, One through three Tells us that We understand by faith We understand through faith That the worlds were framed By the word of God I'm going to hold fast The form of sound words Because they They're the ones that frame My life They're the words that frame My victory They're the words that frame My destiny We understand through faith that the worlds were framed by the word of God so that the things were made were not made of things that are seen. They were made by words. And I'm going to hold fast the form of sound words words that have been tested, tried, and they endure. I'm going to hold fast the form of those words. I'm not going to to give into fear and thinking that this might happen or this might not happen. Or. No, 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 no. That's not a, a sound word. That's an iffy word. That's a word of doubt, unbelief, and fear. I'm going to hold fast the form of sound words, words that I've heard about Paul. I'm going to hold fast to words that I've heard in faith and in love, which is in Christ Jesus. I'm going to hold those words, that good thing which was committed unto me by the Holy Ghost, which God dwells in us. See, one of the things I told you last time, that one of the job descriptions, if you would, of the Holy Ghost, he's got five stated things that he's going to have to do. He's going to have to bring to my remembrance what Jesus said. Okay? He's not going to bring to my remembrance my frustrations and anxieties. He's going to bring to my remembrance sound words. Okay? Sound words that, that, that came from love, that came from faith. He's going to lead me into all truth He's going to guide me into the truth He's going to bring all things to my remembrance He's going to show me things to come And He's going to give me power That's the five tenets of the the Holy Ghost job description See, I'm going to remember that Because as I remember that I'm not really concerned about the attack Because as I'm remembering what the Holy Ghost allows me to hear what Jesus said, then he's going to remind me that he always causes me to triumph. He gives me the victory. That no weapon formed against me shall prosper, and every tongue that rises against me in judgment I shall condemn. That all things are working together for my good. That I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Help me understand, when is an all thing left out of everything? It can't be. All things have to include all things. Okay? So, so so, I'm going to be persuaded that he is able to teach that which I've committed unto him. I'm going to hold fast the form of sound words. I'm going to maintain or I'm going to keep the good thing that has been given to me. These things Are already Part of your Spiritual DNA These are not Things that you have to go and work for These things When you came into Salvation Were already sealed for you But We have to ask the question Am I going to allow Jesus, who is my all in all, to be all every day? Or am I going to uh, try to go and find something other than, add something to? And as I add to or take away from, then I'm going to be challenged in the book of life. Because that's what he said. Anybody that adds to or takes away from these words, then they're going to lose <clears throat> their portion, their promised potential. So, beloved, let's make it simple. Let's keep it simple. Let's just allow the word of God, which has been spoken, which is alive, which lives forever. Let's let that word be settled on the inside of us. And from that position, stir up the gift that is in you from the foundation of the world, your way or God's way, God's waiting on you. Father, in the name of Jesus, we just thank you for your word that you sent to heal us and deliver us. Thank you, Father, that we can count on you to continue that work that you've begun, that we will be able to see and experience victory time after time. Because you know how to deliver by many or by few. You know no limits and no restrictions. Thank you, Father, that your word will not return to you void. And we will apply the the pressure to the word and not apply the pressure to ourselves trying to make something happen. Because you have already said it, and you will do it. Thank you for that, sir. We commit it to you now as done in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Bless you, Jesus. Well, as we stated in the beginning, that uh, we will give you an opportunity. uh, If you have any questions or comments about the ministry, that um, we'll give you an opportunity to ask those questions or make those comments so that we can all grow thereby because the process here. Is that iron is going to sharpen iron um, We're not here uh, to judge Whether or not you are more spiritual than another We are here to provide iron And that's all So that iron can sharpen iron So uh, we'll give the mic to Area code 678-524-7768 If you have any questions or comments About the ministry tonight uh, Go ahead, you have the mic Area code 678 678- Five two four seven seven six eight. Any questions or comments about the ministry tonight? Go ahead. Six seven eight five two four seven seven six eight. You have the mic. And that's another reason that we utilize your um your um telephone numbers rather than the name is so that everybody won't just know, oh that was okay. Well no, we're not trying iron is here to sharpen iron. Okay? The the accuser of the brother is not the one against glory here. Area code 678-469-7930. You have the mic. Any comments or questions about the ministry tonight? Area code 678-469-7930. You have the mic. All right. Area code um, 404. 536-7829, 404-536-7829. You have the mic. Any questions or comments about the ministry tonight? Yes, I um, really enjoyed the part where you pointed out that the, the ram was in the thicket and you said behind him. And when you said behind him, the Lord just kind of prompted me to remember that goodness and mercy shall follow me. So his mercy was already on the way. I mean, that, that was just wonderful. It just came to my spirit. Goodness and mercy shall follow. And goodness and mercy was following him. Because he was, and when you say it behind, you said it with such definition. But I was like behind. And when I, when I kind of said it myself, I said, oh, goodness and mercy shall follow me, shall follow him. <laughs> goodness and mercy was following him. That is such a blessing. And what was the scripture in yeah. Timothy that you mentioned? First Timothy chapter one. First Timothy yes. one. Okay, that's good. all Second I have. Chapter one. Second Timothy Second chapter one. one. Okay. Verses one through 14. Yeah. One through 14. Okay, and thank that you was so amen, much. Brother. Very good. Amen. Thank you. That was very good. So then notice this again that you brought that up. He was in his test, the worst test that he could ever be in in his life, and and grace and mercy was still what? Behind him. Yeah, yeah, ready for the victory to be displayed. I mean, that's just very good. Amen. Thank you for that. And we thank all of you uh, for joining us here on Blog Talk Radio. And if the Lord lays it on your heart to sow a seed here at Blog Talk Radio, Uh, just go to the website. Uh, at at, at com and uh, sow a seed. Uh, be obedient to God, because we are here uh, because of the free will offerings of you, the listeners, the covenant partners that we have. Um, that, that that we were able to, uh, to to bring truths into your lives that that could transform, that will build you up, and cause you to have uh, security in the thing where God has called you. Okay. So um, again, until we gather together. Uh, the next time. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you his shalom. Until next Monday, be blessed.